You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The evening, where you join us on your popular show on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, welcoming a pious and sagacious Ummah with a doctor, uh, Abzizullah Rawut, with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat is a holistic practitioner. And uh, Dr., how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners of Marcus. Alhamdulillah, beautiful Monday morning. And uh, it's good to be back. I'll tell you something uh, that when it comes to uh, the, uh, you know, the health of people and you look at uh, the uh, physiology, you can look at an individual and you can feel, you can see that, uh, you know, that no, this, there's something wrong with the individual. And, uh, you know, psychologically, uh, there's things playing in his mind. And we, psychologically, we're making uh, different thoughts going, or going through our minds. And we, sometimes we don't have the word in season. And, you know, perhaps to start off, um, Azizullah, how do you react to people that are not well? You know, what are some of those uh, important words that you should be using in order to make them feel better than uh, making them feel worse, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, you know, you spoke about the mindset and mindset is so important these days where almost every second person is suffering from anxiety from depression and you know sometimes it all starts in the mind uh, our emotional state our psychological state can impact our bodies and that's why they say you shouldn't even eat food when you are in a state of fear because your food won't break down the metabolism won't be right it won't be digested properly and, and obviously it won't be absorbed into your body so that's the state of our mind and you know how we can invent things and a lot of people you know who think they might be having a heart attack they might be having cancer and that again the power of the mind and they actually end up having those conditions and you know when they do when they did experiments they found out that telling people those kind of things actually has such an impact that they start believing it. Whereas if you motivated people with positive, powerful words and obviously encouraged them to take responsibility, they never got as sick or they never got sick at all compared to you telling someone that they have this condition and there's no cure for it. And a lot of the times the medical system does in fact do that where they tell you, right, you have kidney disease, dialysis for life, you have cancer, chemotherapy for life, you have HIV, ARV for life, and there's no cure. So the system paints a picture of there being no cure. So now already you as a patient are going to think to yourself that, you know, there's no cure and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be despondent, you're going to be dejected and you're going to be living your life like that. And we even saw that during the lockdown and COVID times and how the fear of COVID actually became worse than the condition itself. And the moment somebody got tested, it was almost game over, you know, Uh, that fear, that paranoia, you know, not, you know, with the family members, the quarantine, the isolation, all those things played a part, crippled people's immune systems. Um, and obviously they ended up getting sick because now if you're with your fear, with anxiety, with the paranoia, now your food's not digesting properly. It's not absorbing properly. Your immunity is going down. And now obviously you're going to become more prone to getting sick. So that's why it's so important to motivate people and also encourage them, empower them and give them the knowledge needed for them to take responsibility for their lifestyles, for their diet, uh, when obviously when they go back home and moving forward that way and obviously to remind them that there's only one ashafi and allah 
bring Shifa and we are only mediums through the process, but we as mediums need to work together, uh, obviously under Allah. And you know, the Quran itself is a cure. You need to encourage them and for patients to have yakin in their hearts that they will be cured because there will always be a cure. There's always a cure. And, um, you know, that's what really needs to be done. That's what needs to be said to patients. And um, that is the most powerful mindset you can have. That no matter what condition you have, you will be cured because Allah is Allah brings Shifa. You know, well said there. And uh, you spoke uh, quite a few things there. But one of the uh, important issues that I like to uh, perhaps interrogate a little more is uh, the fear factor. You know, um, Amalik al-Shabaab said the, that the media is so powerful. Yeah, you know, it can brainwash millions and millions of people and it can have you loving uh, the oppressor and hating those uh, that are oppressed. And in this sense, you know, you spoke about uh, the pandemic. A lot of them call it pandemic and saying they the pandemic. And, you know, some of them, a lot of young people are getting sick now, Azizullah. A lot of young people are, you know, prone to different types of ailments. And, you know, you're talking about uh, the kidney disease and, uh, you know, the immune system being attacked. And most of them, you talk to them, you said, you know what, I made a mistake when I shouldn't have taken the vaccination. I was forced into it and so forth. And, uh, you know, there was a fear fear factor. And then we had, you know, a a Muslim practitioner coming there, being the spokesperson of the government and, you know, talking so eloquently about what's going to do and how they're going to isolate people and what they're going to do. Actually, they collapsed the economy. Um, they made people more paranoid. And uh, many say those that went to hospitals and never came back home again. Many young men, many uh, people that were fit. And some said that they just had ordinary cold. They shouldn't have got there. And all these things coming through, Azizullah, after this, uh, you know, big paranoia, after this isolation, many people became uh, um, like mental wrecks, some of them up to today. If you go to visit them, they say, no, no, you can't come in, you know what, uh, COVID, COVID, and they won't come to talk from the window. And uh, you know, especially uh, older people, they don't want to meet uh, other people and so forth. Uh, this type of scenario that has been ushered in, who does it suit then, uh, uh, you know, Azizullah? Who, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually broken up the fabric of society and has changed the mindset which is against uh, going against the grain of divine decree. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's a very, uh, very important uh, discussion. Obviously, shaitan, inna shaitan alil insani mubin. So shaitan is a clear-cut enemy, so you should treat him as such. And his only goal is to drag you with him to the hellfire. So obviously, the people who control the world who are behind all of these, who are behind the wars and all the, um, all these kind of... Um, the lockdown, COVID, vaccination drive. Obviously, they have a plan for society. We must understand the context that we're living in. We're living in Akhir zaman We're living in Tajal times. Tajal system is being constructed. It's all over. We live we, and we breathe in his system, his system of technology, his system of music, his system of banking, corporations, all these kind of things. So we're all under his system. And um, obviously, this whole lockdown, you know, the plan to get everyone vaccinated, everyone connected to AI, everyone connected to technology and a computer system, because obviously a system like that is easier to control people. Whereas if people have, you know, you spoke about crashing the economy, it's also going to be a global reset where more people will become dependent on the government. There'll be less private owned businesses, less private owned property, because obviously if people are independent, then that's a problem. 
So obviously now with this whole thing and you know like you said spokesperson muslim practitioner spokesperson uh spokespeople for the world health organization under bill gates himself under all these kind of organizations and you know you you question yourself you know who do you even trust or when you see them when you saw the masjids you know i never thought i'd see a time where people would be you know sanitizing their hands with alcohol into the masjid, leaving spaces for shaitan. And that's why the ummah is so disunited. We straighten the stuff so our hearts can be united. Uh, but obviously, everything got thrown out the window. And this is the times that we're living in. Uh, but like I said, it's important to understand and to also uh, gain the knowledge of the end times and eschatology and all these kind of things to understand things better. Because a lot of people take things in isolation. They don't join the dots to see what exactly is going on, how the system is designed to create dependency, to make us sick by saying there's no cure on the, or the only solution is to get jabbed, is to get injected with 10 booster shots, with every color pill for every day of the week and all these kind of things. So that's also one of the reasons why I branched off into natural medicine because of how it correlated with the sunnah and your honey, your black seed, your wet cupping, your hijama, all these kind of things, really helping people get to the root cause. And you know, you mentioned the vaccine side effects. I've done cupping for quite a few people. Uh, who have been vaccine damaged, where their blood was clotting so badly that it wasn't even coming out. So eventually they had to go on blood thinners. So just one example of what has been happening there. But obviously the sunnah, the treatment finds a way. Um, and that's really what should, uh, people should be focusing on. Sunnah forms of treatment, sunnah forms of medicine, all these kind of things. Hey, Azizullah, I didn't know you were all-rounder. I didn't know you were a thinker of the millennium, and you are my type of person this morning. I mean, this evening. Uh, we are, I think both of us, uh, both of us made uh, you made the mistake. We said morning. It's the evening, people, because Azizullah and I we are in a deep, deep thought. It's a Wednesday evening. It's medical files, and our apologies if earlier on, um, you know, we said it's Monday. Monday was when we had our meeting. It's a Wednesday evening now, people. Uh, Azizullah. The point here is, uh, you know, we talk about eschatology. We had uh, Pax Britannica. We have uh, Pax Americano. Now we're having uh, Pax Judea. I mean, these are from, you know, the uh, Pax Judea. This is when uh, the John will rule from uh, uh, from from Israel. And this is where all the... Uh, I mean, you can see it's all happening. AI, as you said, and, uh, you know... Uh, fair is foul and foul is fair. I mean, if you, I don't know if you did the, those works, but this is exactly if uh, you talk about uh, the uh, practitioners, those that opposed uh, vaccination, those that came with evidence, you know, the Burhan, the proof, and they said, this, uh, the evidence is that this is causing more destruction than cure. And, you know, it's, uh, it's an evil system. It's like a bio-warfare against mankind. You're killing people off, and, uh, but uh, you're doing it even by making them pay to kill themselves. High, you know, it's so ironical, Azizullah, that even they uh, to, to make yourself sick, alcohol, you have to pay a dear price. A cigarette, you have to pay a dear price. To eat all that haram pork and so forth, you have to pay a price to get sick. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, just to touch on the, that eschatology part that you said, 100% Dajjal will rule from Jerusalem. And that's why every single war, Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, uh, Iraq, 
or Palestine, all of these lands are, ca- are captured for the Greater Israel Project. So Israel will encompass the whole area from the Nile to the Euphrates, and that's what the Israeli flag represents, the two blue lines and the white in the middle. So yes, coming back uh, to your point about, uh, yes, it's, it's a very... Uh, it, it, it's a very sad state of affairs. You know, people are literally paying to kill themselves. The McDonald's burgers, you know, the cold drinks, all these kind of things. Uh, but that's obviously how the system is designed. You know, the more junk food you eat, the more you're going to need to fix your teeth um, and so on and so on. But because of our, you know, our lust for junk food and all the all the unhealthy foods, you know, we don't want to eat healthy because obviously healthy is expensive. You really have to pay the price if you want to eat healthy. Whereas if you can just get a cheap burger, cheap fries, you know, it's not that expensive. So they literally make it very difficult for people to really eat healthy. And obviously now people will opt for the cheaper option, which is usually the more unhealthy option. But, you know, even with COVID and the lockdown, you know, we're speaking about people paying to kill themselves you know you know you don't have to build you know they never had to build concentration camps because people were, were voluntarily quarantining and isolating themselves you know you know your own muslim brother refusing to shake your hand because he's scared of a virus that he's never even seen before no one saw the virus but everyone is scared of it everyone watching the news uh, watching all the all the paranoia and all the media and all the staged acting also uh, which they were doing all for the cameras and all for these things. And that's why if if some if someone if you couldn't see the deception during the lockdown and all the vaccinations and COVID, then it's gonna be very hard to see the deception when Tajal comes. Uh, because he's gonna be the Pied Piper. He's gonna play his tune and everyone will follow. So I think that the lockdown and the COVID was the perfect trial for people to open their eyes. And, you know, when Dajjal comes and they say even the blind man will be able to see the kufr on his forehead because you don't need a fancy degree. You don't need a fancy education. You don't need any wealth. All you need is Iman to see that kufr on his forehead. Then you talk about uh, the, you know, AI. I mean, this is definitely a, 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 a Dajjali tool. You talk about a virtual reality. I mean, you put that on and then what they can do is... Uh, take uh, footages of voices of those that have passed on and, you know, some of the, uh, um, uh, uh, some of the records and all that and files and like bring them to life and you put on that uh, virtual reality thing and you can talk to them, you can have a conversation. And, you know, Nabi uh, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you read the, Sunnah, the Hadith, you, you get to know that things like this will happen, that Jahan will be able to replicate or to bring back the dead and so forth. And people that uh, do not have Iman, uh, Azizullah, people that are not connected to the divine, those that, uh, you know, don't perform the Salah or read the Quran, and uh, those uh, that think, uh, you know what, I'm with it. Right? They're in for a big shock. They're in for a big shock. And uh, uh, how do you deprogram someone that's been captured by the system, uh, Azizullah, as a holistic practitioner, if you had to give advice? And as someone that I'm listening to this evening that has so much of uh, knowledge Allah has blessed you with, how would you detoxify or deprogram someone that's been captured? It's obviously a very difficult thing. I know when you spoke to a lot of people, you could you could tell them the sky is blue, but if the TV said the sky is green, they mm. will believe 
the sky is green. And that's years of conditioning, social engineering, brainwashing. That's why when COVID ended, people were still wearing masks because they were still brainwashed by the media. <laughs> and the media drives perception. It drives public perception. If you control the information getting to people, then you control how they think. And if you control how they think, then you control their behavior. And that's exactly what the media is for. The media has always been the ultimate tool of lie, uh, lying, deception, and manipulation, and that's what it's for. The TV is nothing more than a brainwashing box to brainwash people uh, into, the, obviously, the agenda uh, that's playing out. And you mentioned, you know, Dajjal with the AI. They will make it seem like Dajjal is the all-knowing and all-seeing. And how did they do that? They will crunch everyone's information. All over social media will be crunched. That's how Dajjal will have knowledge mm. of everyone. They are already changing the weather through something called HAARP, H-A-A-R-P, uh, which is obviously... Uh, if you do some research into it, you'll see how they're actually bringing rain about floods, earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis, and all these kind of things. People don't believe it. People don't talk about that. It's some kind of conspiracy theory. Just like how your immune system is a conspiracy theory. It doesn't work, so you need to get jabbed, right? That's what they tell you. But obviously now, when, the, you know, when he actually comes, people will believe he's the true Messiah because they've already been so brainwashed, lowering their consciousness, all the frequencies of modern music and movies and all of this, which is obviously designed to lead you astray and into his system. But obviously, Iman is the most powerful thing. And that's why when Nabi Isa descends at the white minarat in Damascus, he will chase down Tajal and he will kill him at the gates of Lut uh, in Palestine, which is near present-day Tel Aviv. And he will just look at Tajal. He will look at Tajal and Tajal will melt because of the likeness that he has from his Iman. Alhamdulillah and Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, is there and uh, the things of this uh, or the things of this world proceeds by divine decree and not by man's administration. So shaitan has been given the leeway. He's asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this respite and people should be aware that, that this is happening right in front of our eyes. And talking about uh, the pharmaceutical industry, one of the most powerful and you know, or one of the biggest industries in the, in the world besides uh, the armaments industry and so forth. I mean, these are, if you look at these two industries, these are killing machines. Uh, you know, the, the armaments industry, uh, so powerful, they have to create wars and they have to uh, put people against each other to put each one out. And are you, alhamdulillah, making an informed decision that, you know what, I'm going to become a holistic practitioner so that I can save lives and not, you know, uh, delude people and take this and that. I mean, when we are growing up, uh, we heard, oh, it's now it's winter. Everyone's going to get a cold. Everyone's going to uh, going to have a flu and so forth. And then you have to go for your injections or you have to get your, your different types of uh, medications and tablets from the pharmaceuticals. And uh, many at that time, some teachers used to come and tell, oh, man, they're spraying the they're spraying the air now. They're spraying the air. I mean, we know the planes were going out in, in, in numbers when it was COVID time. And when you say they were spraying the uh, different uh, places with the, with the, uh, this type of, uh, you know, sickness to take place. What's your thoughts on that? The spraying the air so that, you know, people can get sick and then uh, selling you an antidote, which is not really an antidote. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the common cold, your body has the uh, immune system to fight it. Uh, Azizullah. Yeah, our God-given, our Allah-given immune system has the ability to fight 
everything. But what do we do? We compromise it with lack of exercise, with junk food, with chemicals, with our lifestyle factors, and all these kind of things. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the chemtrails, the spraying in the air. So I personally experienced it myself in the first year of lockdown when the cases were racking up on the rise. Uh, I went outside one night. Um, we were still under curfew. So no one else was outside and I smelled this burning smell, not to mention people hearing helicopters and planes going around during curfew time in lockdown. Uh, so after smelling this burning smell, I lost my taste, I lost my smell, dry cough, all the usual symptoms of COVID. Um, obviously, my body started detoxing, um, and, but that's really, and I saw it myself also, uh, this, the, um, the planes flying around and just spraying these chemicals. And really, that's, it was multiple things. Multiple things were making people sick. It was the chemical. It was obviously the water supply, the, the food supply, all these things. People were following all the protocols, wearing masks, literally cutting off your oxygen, breathing in your own CO2, your own poisonous waste. Uh, all, the, all the alcohol sanitizer, which is obviously gets absorbed into your skin, your skin being the largest organ in your body, and from the skin into the bloodstream, lowering your immune system. Um, so a lot of things were making people sick. And obviously, we mentioned the stress, the fear, the paranoia. People go into hospital for one thing. They come out with COVID. They get treated for COVID. They get put on a ventilator. And obviously, the ventilator, 90 to 99% chance that you won't survive. Uh, so that's obviously what was happening uh, back then. And uh, I'm glad a lot of people's eyes have opened. Some people did get a tough wake-up call as well. Uh, obviously, the research has shown um, that, um, you know, the, with the adverse effects of the vaccines now, people are now refusing to go for their booster shots. And obviously, the agenda failed because not everyone got vaccinated. People ended up waking up. And um, yeah, let's see what they come up with next. I tell you, Alhamdulillah, really enjoying uh, my evening with you. And, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah bless you for that. I hope, uh, you know, uh, you have spoken to many people. You've been on many platforms. And how often do you bring up your, uh, the, the, the other side of you, you know, the knowledge that you have on eschatology and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, what's happening in world politics. I mean, you should know because uh, you're at the highest level thinking about, you must have read the books, uh, Protocols of the Elders of Zion and so forth, mm -hmm. and keeping yourself in the Premier League, uh, Azizullah. Yeah, I, I think everyone should be reading these things just so they have a context. And a lot of people, you get scholars, you get all these people saying, don't, you know, stay away from politics. How can you stay away from politics when politics affects every aspect, geopolitics, the political structure? It's politics that was the driving force behind the vaccination. It's politics that is bringing homosexuality and LGBT into all of your children's school, into the curriculum, into the system, so that they can penetrate the youth. Because uh, at the end of the day, if you can get to the youth, then you can get to the future and disrupt the family, disrupt the family unit as well. All these various kind of things. But yeah, like I said, people really need to understand and really need to connect the dots. All these various types of movements, the abortion movement, the LGBT movement, the women's liberation movement, all these things have obviously had a goal and each had their own goal. But at the end of the day, it's all about control. It's all about going against nature, against your fitra. And Shaitan promised, uh, he said that I will change the nature of Allah's creation. I will come at Allah's creation from all sides. 
from a holistic approach, let's say, from the back, from the front, from all sides. And that's how, obviously the war that shaitan is raging upon humanity and the people who control the world, obviously, are doing his work and they're preparing for the agent in Tajal. So that's what people really need to understand. And you need to protect your children and uh, really see what's going on in these systems. And a lot of people don't want to speak about it uh, when they should be. It should be, be. it should be spoken from the member at every single Jummah lecture, what's going on in the world. And that's really how you educate the public. Every single prophet mentioned Tajjal to his people. And now you don't even hear his name when we are closer than ever to his arrival. So it's, it's really important for everyone to obviously get the knowledge needed for so that they can really understand what's going on because we are living in end times we're living in akhirul zaman and now it's more important than ever to hang on to your iman hang on to your deen you know islam started strange it will end strange we are the strangers and we're on a journey as the horaba yeah, Horaba. Yeah, you got I don't know if my engineer has that. Nashidi can play it for you. But I, I tell you one thing: that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was Alhamdulillah Nabi of Allah. Then he was a spiritual leader. He was a political leader. He was a father. He was, uh, you know, everything that you know. If you wanted as a role model, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, was there. You know, keeping uh, uh, or informing the people of his time. And then his message is for all mankind, and also uh, the Quran. Is uh, you know Aisha radiallahu anha. One day she was asked, "How do you, uh, how would you describe your husband, uh, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam?" And she said, "He's a living, walking, talking Quran." And Alhamdulillah, that's it. And I know as you talk about uh, uh, people, uh, I mean, uh, Alim, you you look at our Mufti A.K. Hussein, mashallah. When it comes to politics, he's absolutely brilliant. And you know, when it comes to his these uh, and uh, the Quran, uh, you know, uh, a leader that uh, I embrace and celebrate, and because. He's very current, and you know the issues of the day. If you listen to him every morning on uh, on the platform, the Malka Sahaba on uh, on Radio Lansar and so forth, uh, and also Sirius FM, uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein is just uh, you know uh, just too brilliant, and Allah bless him, Allah keep him now and forever. Moving on, um, Azizullah, really, you know, you and I can go on and talk and talk about uh, what's really happening around the world because uh, this is exactly what we need. But inshallah, maybe we'll do a uh, I also do a segment called Truthful News, while Sail al-Alam al-Sadiqa, and I need to bring you there and we can do our politics. We'll go into the third or the third dimension or AI dimension, and inshallah, we'll do something together there. Uh, moving on over to our uh, holistic practitioner people this evening is Dr. Azizullah Rawat. Now, doctor, tell us uh, what is uh, biomedical analysis and the word quantum has many fascinating dimensions. Tell us about quantum biomedical analysis and how are these tests done? Hmm? Let's go for it. Yeah, so when it comes to quantum, it has a lot to do with physics. And so basically the machine will pick up your body's frequencies. So our cells of our body give off a certain frequency. And based on that frequency, you can judge whether a person is in a healthier condition or more sick condition. So it will pick up your body's frequencies. It will send it to a computer software system. So you use the machine in conjunction with a computer. And based on that, it will go through your entire body, all your organs, systems, and it will say what's too high, what's too low. So anything that's deficient, anything's in uh, excess, is obviously not going to say what disease you have, 
or what condition you have, but it will go through the components that will obviously make up your liver, your kidney, your heart, your lung, your skin to say what's too low, what's too high. So you can obviously fix it. So it's more of a holistic approach. It's an approach that gets to the root cause of what's wrong, obviously being a holistic approach. Uh, and then uh, it's, it's not going to just suppress, you know, as the, um, as the conventional method would obviously suppress symptoms, take them away, but suppress it and suppress your immune system. Whereas a holistic approach will get to the root cause of what's wrong and address it there. And so with this machine, you can obviously find out what's going on in your body. And based on, and after that, I'll obviously go to, I go through the results uh, with the patient and give them a diet assessment also. For example, if there's too much acid in your body, you know, cut down caffeine, cut down cold drinks, you know, limit your red meat intake uh, and so on. Alhamdulillah, for that. Uh, you know, explain why people have uh, deficiencies and excess in their bodies and how they, uh, you know, how can uh, we help ourselves in this uh, regard? Yes, yeah, mostly because of the food and the diet uh, that we have nowadays compared to the diet that we had back then. Um, and, you know, today with all the technology, yet we eat worse than every single previous generation. Uh, and, um, you know, that's obviously a big problem. Uh, so most of it is food related, uh, all the refined sugars, all the unhealthy oils, uh, all the frying of the foods, uh, all the takeout food, all the preservatives, all the additives, all these kind of things obviously combine all the fizzy drinks. It combines and it obviously causes sicknesses, causes toxicity. Uh, and also a lot of our foods, they're so nutrient deficient. Um, you know, maybe there's not enough zinc, maybe there's not enough magnesium, maybe there's not enough iron, so we're feeling fatigue in our foods. Um, you know, not enough vegetables, not enough fruits, but even the fruits and the vegetables with the chemicals and all these things that are sprayed on top. So GMO foods, cereals, genetically modified organisms in children's cereals, which is a huge problem nowadays. A lot of uh, parents are unaware of it, and the fact that it's obviously having things like MSG and the symptoms that all these foods all link to things like asthma, to allergies, to all these kind of things. And obviously, um, side effects of a lot of medicine come, obviously medicine comes with its own side effects. Any chemicals that will obviously also go to your liver, it builds up toxicity in the body. I know people who want prednisone and all these kind of medicines, every time I do cupping for them, huge chunks of clotted blood come out. So I've obviously seen this personally for myself, obviously lifestyle choices that people have, smoking, uh, any other kind of lifestyle choices, household chemicals that we use, and all these things build up uh, the stress in our lives, the environment, the pollution, um, the water, all this builds up and will obviously cause toxicities and obviously deficiencies in the body. And now, on a lighter note, uh, Azizullah, I love, I love puri pata. Eh? I simply love it with a lovely tangy, tangy chutney. Now, <laughs> <laughs> A puri pata, I mean, uh, it's it's like herbs and mixed up with bhajia mix and that. Uh, you know, is that bad for health? I mean, maybe you have a one round two, but generally I have three at a time, but not every day, maybe uh, once in two weeks. Uh, is that bad for health? Uh, obviously everything in moderation, but um, it's also the way you make it, you know, the type of oil that you're using, how you're frying it. Uh, for example, so a lot of things play a role. 
Um, but in terms of your intake, I'd say go ahead. I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> hey, hey, looks like you want to join me, eh? I'm going to, yeah. We, we, <laughs> just maybe one or two. <laughs> yeah, with a nice hot cup of chai, inshallah. Definitely, uh, people, soon, Azizullah and I will be crushing three puri patas. Yeah, the puri made in the, uh, our, our, you know, our puri will be made with a real yogurt. Mm-mm, not the watery type. Everything organic and holistic. Organic. I tell you, we're going to be organic. And whilst we're eating it, I'll record it for you, inshallah. So, <laughs> so if, you know, if, for example, a patient feels that they have uh, pains in the kidney, what will a bioanalysis uh, reveal? So the bioanalysis, when it comes to the kidney component, will see your uric acid. So uric acid, obviously very important when it comes to kidneys. If a person has a high uric acid, that person probably has gout. So now with gout, you'd get lower back pain, you'd get knee pain, uh, knee pain, elbow pain, ankle pain. So all the joints, because acid usually builds up in the joints and the lower back. So if I do, I do cupping for people with gout. So we do the cupping on the knees, on the ankles, uh, and you'd actually see the acid coming out. Obviously, the blood starts to bubble when you're doing the cupping, and that's how cupping helps with gout. Takes out all the acid, root cause straight to the source and out it comes. Uh, so also uh, when it, yeah, so when it comes to the kidney, it will also determine something like proteinuria, because obviously the kidney is part of the urinary system linked to the bladder. Um, it helps, the kidney requires water to flush out toxins through the urine and out. Uh, obviously one of our detox uh, ways, it will say whether there's too much protein, maybe there's too little or too much protein in your urine. But the most important thing is the uric acid build up because that usually determines the um, advent of gout. Looking at a message, it says, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Azizullah. I really enjoy you. I want to tell you that uh, recently I have discovered something that's uh, benefiting me. I've been having Heidi mangoes every day. And alhamdulillah, I noticed that my system is working top notch. Should I have this uh, mango? And if I can't source them out, should I import and keep to keep myself healthy, wealthy, and wise? Uh, doctor? Yeah, I think it's a very good idea. You, uh, if you can't get it, yeah, definitely import it. Maybe become an agent and you can start exporting it too. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll definitely buy some from you. I'm a very big fan of mangoes, green mangoes. And a lot of people don't know like the actual effect of mangoes. Each fruit um, in itself has such good effects on the body, you know, your perm, uh, your pomegranates, your figs, all these kind of things. Yeah, amazing stuff. I know that Heidi is a Bangladeshi. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a green grocer. And whenever I say, Shafat Bhai, I got Heidi for you. I make good price. And sometimes I found, you know, sometimes when you make a very good price, that half the mango is rotten. So I thought, hey, I know why you say making very good price now. But anyway, people buy your mangoes from reputable people. But uh, Azizullah makes a brilliant point. A lot of benefits in fruits. The pomegranate, you know, the pomegranate, uh, uh, if you look around, there's plenty around. But one is very sweet and one is very bitter. What's the reason for that, uh, Azizullah? The sweet one is probably from Jannah. <laughs> they actually say that the pomegranate is one of the fruits uh, yeah, from Jannah yeah, and the amazing definitely. effects it has on your heart. Oh, and it's a, I mean, you'd uh, break one open and you look at the inside, how intricate, how beautiful it looks and the fruit itself, you know. But when you hit the bitter one, then you have to get some lemonade 
uh, maybe you say this is unhealthy, some lemonade, and you throw in the whole cluster of uh, the pomegranate seed in that. Have you tried that, Azizullah? Uh, personally, I haven't tried the lemonade, but uh, maybe I'd give it a try. I tell you, if just I come one. across one of those bitter ones, yeah. Yeah, bitter one. And it is absolutely like, you know, they use the term divine. I mean, you can say food is alhamdulillah, barakah, but some of them say it's divine. You really enjoy the taste. Uh, yeah, it says, Assalamu alaikum. I want to know from uh, Dr. Azizullah, how often is it uh, that a patient self-diagnoses and uh, that uh, what are the dangers of that? Jazakallah, Noor, Muhammad. Yeah, a lot of people diagnose themselves, uh, Azizullah. Yeah, unfortunately, Google has become another doctor out there. People just do their own research into obviously their conditions. Some information is useful, but a lot of the time it's not useful. Personally, I don't trust Google, so I don't use Google at all. Um, because, because of the filter results, obviously Google and all stuff, you're not really going to find. So if you look out there looking for truth, you won't find it on Google, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, so when it comes to self-diagnosing, uh, yeah, no, it's important to, first of all, on the severity of the condition, obviously the more severe, the more or the better chance you should be seeking professional um, advice on the matter. And also you don't want to end up taking the wrong things uh, for the wrong condition. Uh, so rather seek professional help. Um, obviously, now we're speaking about a holistic approach. Uh, so that kind of thing, which would get to the root cause. So we'll take into account your sleep patterns, your stress levels, your diet, your lifestyle. So if you do choose the holistic approach, I think that will obviously be most beneficial. Um, yeah, so obviously that would be the best way rather than to self-diagnose. Jazakallah for that. Assalamu alaikum, Marcus Medical Files. Uh, compliments to you, Brother Shafat, for bringing on a an holistic uh, a holistic a pract- a practitioner, it's the way forward. Yeah, I agree with you. Please, can uh, Dr. Rawat uh, advise us on some holistic tips for Ramadan coming up? Zakala so much. Anisa Arbi. AA wants to know from you some tips. Ahlan, wasalan, ya Ramadan. You are honored the month of the noble Quran. Azizullah, how would you advise? Okay, so the first thing is obviously there's going to be a lot of frying that's going to be going on. Samosas, pies, bajias. So maybe uh, it would be better for people to use olive oil if they are able to. It would definitely be the healthier option to fry with olive oil. Uh, Obviously, air frying is better than deep frying. Uh, If you are doing certain, um, if you are preparing certain foods uh, to limit the bread intake, as well, because uh, obviously the effect that the bread that we have nowadays with the gluten that it has on our gut, our gastrointestinal tract, and obviously with the symptoms that it causes, uh, constipation um, and uh, all these other gut symptoms that is there. Uh, so it, yeah, the healthier options, obviously more fruit and vegetables, your soups, it would be best to incorporate these things into soups. You're green. A lot of times, the healthier foods, maybe they don't taste as nice. So if you are putting it in a soup, you are obviously going to get the best out of it. Um, your, your meats also, maybe limit your red meat intake, increase your fish intake. Um, your eggs, obviously boiled eggs would be the healthier option uh, than, obviously, uh, than the ones that are fried. And um, 
boosting yourself up with your antioxidants, your minerals, and things, supplementing yourself. If you do get fatigue while fasting, if you do get headaches and stuff like that, increasing your water intake, limiting your cold drink intake, and also limiting your caffeine intake. So obviously water will be your best friend uh, this Ramadan, and it'll also help your body now flush out those toxins um, after obviously our post we meals, our post we snacks, shall we say. Well, as, as it is said, the water should be your best friend uh, this Ramadan. P.O. P.O. Zamzam P.O. Allah Allah Karke P.O. Allah Alhamdulillah be ready. You know, you spoke about um, bread and, uh, you know, dropping down the intake of bread and so forth. I, you know, many years ago, I met a India Hakim here in uh, Junubi, Africa, Durban. And he told me, uh, Shifat Bhai, it's better if you have a roti than to have bread. But should you want bread, he says, Go and put in the toaster and then eat it. I found that was quite a good advice. Rather toast the bread and then eat it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, personally, I do toast my bread rather than eating it. Um, mm. But also one of the reasons for the limiting is also that the high sugar intake uh, that the bread now has. So you it really increases your sugar levels in your body. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to eat bread, also personally, I'm also a big roti fan. But if you are going to eat bread, then maybe go for the, obviously the healthier, more the browner, more whole wheat option if you are able to. Hey, you and I have so much in common. I smack the roti, you know, and the tawa. I put some butter and I let that thing sizzle zzz, and turn it over till it goes kurum kurum. Then I'll go to the air fryer. I'll put those chips in there or maybe I'll get a, a hake and put it into the air fryer and get that done. Then I put different types of uh, sauces and I have it with my roti. Even my fried eggs, I must have a roti with it. But uh, uh, the Hakim, he's always in the back of my mind. Toast the bread, toast the bread, then I will always toast. But I have an addiction for ghee and for butter. Uh, is that a good addi- uh, addiction, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, I think it's a decent addiction. <laughs> I think there are much worse, there are much worse things uh, out there. Um, but yeah, as I always say, everything in moderation and you know you mentioned this hakim you know these are obviously the, the best people to take advice from you know people who have years and years and years of wisdom and that's why so many people go to india they go to pakistan to get that kind of knowledge and they really come back and become such a help to society he's uh i don't know where is he now but uh, I'm, I'm trying i must find source him out again maybe you can meet him uh, assalamu alaikum shafat and uh, to dr azizullah rawat uh, splendid medical files how will biomedical analysis pick up if i have gout and how does it affect the body and what is best treatment asking for my haji pay jusab jazakallah how do you respond to that uh, azizullah Okay, so the analysis will pick up your uric acid levels in your body. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, high uric acids will obviously take you closer and closer to gout. Most gout usually starts off with pain in the lower back, and then it obviously goes to things like your knees. A lot of people get knee pain, el- uh, elbow pain, and various pains in the joints. In terms of treatment, wet cupping would be the best form of treatment because it gets to the root cause straight into the blood. It will extract your acid levels, so it will eliminate the acid the uric acid 
from your body. Uh, when you do cupping, there's specific points for your kidneys. So you'd obviously focus on those points. You'd focus on the bladder points and you would take the acid out of the, uh, out of the body via the blood. So as I mentioned, the blood will start to bubble just like soda. And that's how you know you're taking out acid whilst you're doing the wet cupping. In terms of diet factors, uh, must cut down or eliminate completely cold drinks, cut down on caffeine, and obviously moderate your red meat intake. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum, Marcus uh, Shafaat. Uh, how are you? Well, I'm uh, alhamdulillah. Give uh, salams to Mufti uh, Saab and all who uh, tune in to Marcus Radio. And we're happy to hear Dr. Azizullah Arawat. Me too. I'm very happy. I learned holistic, uh, Yunani, and Ayurvedic uh, look for the root of the problem. Also here, it is a very long process, but better in case of having a health problem and we take a, a painkillers uh, to treat symptoms, how bad is that? While uh, looking for root of a problem, how will holistic approach treat the pain in the meantime? Allah Ta'ala, bless for your efforts. Summi Masi in Greenwood. Summi Masi is very probing question there, Azizullah. Yeah, very probing indeed. So painkillers, just like most of these medicine makes you dependent, it's not going to take away your condition. It's just going to take away the symptoms. But symptoms are your body's way of telling you that something is wrong, that it needs to be addressed. Just like how you, a mechanic will go into the car's engine, the suspension is not just going to plug something in the exhaust and, you know, make everything go away. So likewise, you need to get to the root cause by assessing your sleep, your diet, how much exercise you do, or with the biomedical analysis, check your vitamins, your minerals, go into your organs, you know, maybe something is too late, uh, too low, or maybe uh, something is too high. But the painkillers are going to make you dependent, uh, just like how so many people are dependent on mybulin and all these kind of things. And it got, comes back. It comes back quicker and quicker every time you take these things because it's not addressing the root cause. For example, if you have a cold or if you have a flu, as they call these conditions, it's really your body's way of detoxing. A cold and a flu is your body's way of detoxing. The phlegm and the mucus are toxins and they need to come out. So now if you take an antibiotic, uh, you're going to suppress your body's immune system and your own detox function. So you're, you're, you won't cough anymore and you won't sneeze anymore. But the coughing and the sneezing is your body's way of getting rid of the toxins. So that's why you get sick more often if you take antibiotics because you're not getting the phlegm out. You're not coughing it out. You take an antibiotic and the symptoms are going away. So it's important for people to know that when you have vomiting, when you have diarrhea, that is acid coming out of our body. It's amazing how Allah has created our immune system to flush out toxins. But what do we do? We suppress our own detox function by taking these kind of pills. So it's very important to note that. And I will say that, uh, you know, it's important for people now that Ramadan is coming to read more and more Quran. The Quran is the ultimate form of cure that the quran was sent down as a cure and a guidance for mankind and you have such holistic uh, treatments like black seed uh, which is mentioned in all the hadith you have your honey you have the fruits and vegetables that nabi وسلم, that he used to incorporate into his diet the forms of exercise that he used to do and all these things, you know, even honey itself, and all these things. So um, it's very important for people to take the holistic approach 
And only maybe in an emergency, you have an acute condition, you're having an asthma attack, you know, you meet in an accident uh, or, you know, some kind of infection that obviously conventional methods would obviously work much quicker. But in terms of chronic long-term conditions for long-term health and relief, obviously the natural approach is best because it's in accordance with your fitra and it's in accordance with the sunnah. Beautiful indeed, and uh, mashallah, really enjoyed the, uh, you know, the the, the, the different types of uh, ayats you read from the Noble Quran, uh, talking about it being a shifa, and uh, not only, uh, you know, physically the Quran spiritually puts you into another league of uh, spirituality, and it also cleans you, and it's a food for your soul. It's a Noble Quran, and alhamdulillah, jazakallah khair for that. Anonymous says, uh, Dr. <coughs> Rawats, I'm uh, in my late uh, 50s, uh, whenever I cough, I also uh, uh, pass gas. Please, uh, this is so embarrassing. Is there a type of cure for this? I don't know. I sometimes try and hold my cough, but then uh, the gas comes out. Uh, you know, maybe this is a, I mean, it's not a laughing matter. Uh, I mean, we, we, we empathize with the brother. How would you help him out, uh, 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 Doc? So first of all, I'd see what's actually causing the gas. You know, perhaps it's a stomach issue or gastric issue. Perhaps there's something uh, going on. Usually when you have flatulence, you know, lots of gas coming out, that's usually something to do with the gut. And as they say, most conditions start in the gut because your gut is responsible for obviously the absorption and all of that that goes into your blood cells and all these kind of things. You know, if you have holes in your gut, uh, then obviously your food's not going to get absorbed properly. You get your constipation, your 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 gas and all these kind of things. So it would be important to obviously take maybe a medical history of the patient and then to see, you know, what their diet is like, you know, what um, other conditions that they might be experiencing. Uh, in terms of the coughing, you obviously need to get that phlegm out because you cough because you have phlegm. You can't breathe because phlegm is clogged in your lungs. So that's why it's very important for people to get that phlegm. And phlegm and mucus is all toxins. You don't want to be swallowing it. You don't want to be holding your sneeze. It all needs to come out. Uh, looking at this question, says, uh, Doctor, uh, my toenails are discoloring. That's why I'm so embarrassed uh, to leave my, uh, my toes showing in the mosque. So I put on socks. Uh, can the toenail discoloration be treated or is it uh, showing that I have some inlying uh, problems within me? Uh, good question there, doctor. Yeah, it could definitely be some underlying cause. Perhaps there's an underlying infection there uh, that is causing that discoloration. But again, you know, you'd obviously need to take the history of the person, uh, maybe put them on the biomedical analysis machine, which will go through their body. But there's plenty of, you know, essential oils, uh, you know, your lavender, your frankincense, peppermint, uh, that you can obviously tea tree and all these things. There's your oxygen sprays, your hydro oxygen, um, which is a natural, obviously, uh, spray for inflammation that you can use. Um, but yeah, plenty of things. But a lot of the time, it is a systemic underlying issue. For example, if a teenager has lots of acne, you know, it's obviously mostly uh, attributed to the hormones. So a lot of the times, things that are going on underneath manifest on a superficial level so they manifest on the surface but really what they are is something going on on the inside of the body now doc i'm going to share another light moment with you I, I, you know i got a friend 
he's a he's a genuine guy, but you know he's someone that's uh, also likes to tease people. So one day he said, "Hey, chef, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going for Fajr Salah, and I'm going to wear two different socks, different colors, and I'm going to watch the reaction." So he went, and that morning he caught two fish. Yeah, two. They came up to him and said, "But brother." You got two different colored socks. He says, "Did you come to the mosque to look at my socks, or you came to pray to Allah?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, you know, it was, but they're deliberately doing it. I don't know. I mean, I, I would not. I just look at my musalla. I look down there, but I don't look at people's. You know, look at people and that. that you know, going to the masjid, the focus should be Allah and look at uh, down. What would you have done, Azizullah? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably just engage uh, with the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that Prince Charles went to some uh, mosque or somewhere, he had a big aloo in his socks, and you know, they photographed that big potato in the socks, you know, the whole... Yeah, but you know, if, if, if people are just walking around lowering their gaze, I'm sure, you know, they're going to look at everyone's toes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. Hey. But Chami, I'm going to tell him what Azizullah said. He'll engage you. Yeah, it's only normal for people to engage people. But, you know, we're having a, mashallah, lovely conversation. And, uh, you know, times are really catching up. We have about two minutes uh, before we close up. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening, Azizullah. Uh, yeah. So, as I always say, you know, if every doctor in the world comes to you and says there's no cure for your condition, if you have the yakin and conviction in your heart that you will be cured, then you will 100% be cured. And I've noticed it so many times just for people who come for cupping or, you know, they, people who have a mindset, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I'm just going to try it out. Usually it doesn't help that well for them, but for people who know it's a sunnah, I'm coming to do cupping and it is going to help me because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prescribed it for us. Uh, for his ummah, then those are the people who usually benefit the most from the treatment. So that is having that spiritual aspect to it. As I mentioned, now that the Rawi and all this is coming out, the Quran itself as a cure, uh, the specific surahs, for example, Surah Duha, that you can read for depression, because it was uh, it was actually uh, revealed when Nabi wasn't getting any revelations uh, from Jibra'il, and that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, revealed Surah Duha. So all these various kind of things, you know, your Surah Waqiyah for wealth, uh, your Surah Yasin, you know, your Ayatul Kursi for protection, especially from when Tajjal, uh, Tajjal comes. So all these kind of things, we need to protect ourselves, we need to hold on to our Iman, try our best to follow the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, read as much Quran and also understanding the system that we're living in, whether it's the medical system and or the media and how all of this play a role to deceive us and to keep us in a very low spiritual state to violate our fitrah and take us further away from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So step one is to identify, obviously, the problem and obviously acknowledge that there is a problem and then head towards solving it. Obviously, from my perspective, the holistic approach obviously would be the more natural route because it correlates uh, with your fitna and with the, also the sunnah in terms of the medicines and the treatments. So I encourage everyone uh, to obviously go the holistic approach, but also take responsibility and accountability for your diet, for your lifestyle. And, you know, in Durban, we have such a beautiful prom 
uh, you know, the promenade by the beach where you can take a walk, take a jog, and, you know, just exercise, get your blood flowing. And you feel happier as well because now you get your blood flowing all over to, towards, to, throughout your body, to your brain, and all these things. And obviously, consistency is key. But the most difficult thing is to take that first step. But once you take that step, you can go all the way. Alhamdulillah, we went all the way this evening and a brilliant show with you, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, our holistic practitioner. Perhaps in Ramadan, hmm, I can make you a guest for two of our shows or like that. We'll have four shows in Ramadan. Maybe I'm telling you now, so be on standby. We'll address all those Ramadan issues and what we can do as a holistic practitioner. Perhaps you can give us something there. Azizullah, you have a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, ameen. Looking forward to the next one. Uh, so, assalamu alaikum to you and all the listeners and have a blessed Ramadan. Ameen. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan and inshallah we will continue after that.